Welcome to Real Life Keto Radio. I'm Bridget. And I'm Rebecca. And, and we're, we're the Keto, keto sisters. sisters. And we're on a mission to help women find a way of eating that fits into their real life, but still helps them move toward better health. Yes. So listen every Monday at 1130 Eastern on WLXU 93.9 FM in Lexington or streaming worldwide on RadioLex.us. So laugh and learn your way to fun keto, serious results with Real Life Keto Radio featuring the Keto Sisters. All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Life Keto Radio. Um, my name is Rebecca, and Bridget is actually taking a vacation this week. But don't worry, I have a special guest for you here in the studio. Um, so here with me today is a 25-year-old person. So I just figured out that I'm literally double her age. Um, but it's my friend, Courtney. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to have you. This is going to be so much fun. I was so anxious while driving down here. I was like, oh my God, we're actually doing this. No, no, it's going to be great fun. You have such a fun story and an important one. Um, I think so many times a lot of people that are interested in keto are people like my age who are in their 40s or their 50s or higher. They've found that their metabolism has slowed down. Um, they've gotten a little bit heavier. And so they're looking for answers. But you're a little bit different than us. And so that's why we're so excited to have you on the show because you found a keto lifestyle in your 20s. So I did. And I actually found this about three years ago. And I didn't know anything about keto when it first started. But I'm so happy that I found this. And it's really funny because it is. It is a lot of people that are older my mom age that are looking for this and so I'm excited to share this message to say hey this is for everyone and get more people my age interested in keto and finding their best fit yeah so since you aren't someone who has reached middle age mm -hmm. and gotten heavier and more tired like a lot of our <laughs> listeners maybe um how, how did you get into this keto space I got started because my mom introduced it to me and at first I was like I want nothing to do with this stop talking to me like any other um mother-daughter relationship right, exactly but I am so happy that she did and she believed in me and like saw the benefits before I did so I started drinking ketones and that's when it kind of just opened up my mind of like oh there is something more to life and so when I started drinking it um, I was becoming less grumpy and I was actually um, had more energy to go through my day. Um, I was a bank manager at that point and I was really struggling because I would just, I was pulled in so many directions. I was pulled into being a leader, but also getting my sales and customer service. And I was so mentally tired by the end of the day. All I wanted to do was go home and drink a bottle of wine and order Chinese. <laughs> like that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I did because I could. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to you. You know, like sometimes it's all we can do just to get through our day, mm -hmm. you know? And then even though our day is very busy and stressful and hectic, then we get home and sometimes it's hard for our mind to quiet down. Right. And so that's why people sometimes turn to wine or turn the television on just to get kind of a numbing, yeah. like, yeah. Exactly. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to escape life because I didn't like my life. I'll rephrase that. I did enjoy my life, but there's aspects that I focused more on the negative than the positive. So I was trying to drown out the negative. And the only way I knew how to do it at that point was calming, calming myself with a bottle of wine and indulging into takeout food. And yeah, that's what I was able to do. And that's all I knew at that point. Okay. So you mentioned your mom, you were watching her mom's experience and she at first talked to you about it. You were resistant, like a lot of daughters are, to mm -hmm. the advice that their mother gives. But what changes did you see in your mom that made you think, huh, maybe she's on to something? Honestly, it was her mood. That was the first thing. 
um, like any other mother-daughter relationship, we can, you know, get at each other and stuff like that. And we're just kind of annoyed. But then it kind of realized of like, oh, her mood is a little bit better. And she didn't yell at me because I just did that. Okay, well, that's new (laughs) in all reality. And so we saw that. But then I also... She wasn't saying that she was on a diet either. She was kind of like making better decisions. And I could see her focusing more on the menu when we go out to eat to see and be more carb conscious because she was still trying to figure out how to do keto as well. But what I first noticed is that when we would go out to fast food restaurants and get drinks, she wouldn't say that it was worth it. She didn't want to get the large soda because it wasn't worth it to her. She'll just say, hey, I'll drink my water or I'll drink my ketones. So like those small changes really made a difference because I was like, well, that's not like her. What's changing? And so then she finally shared a couple months later of what she was actually doing and drinking. Okay. So had you seen your mom in previous years maybe do more traditional dieting? Have you seen her do other diet programs? Yes, I've seen her do a lot of things and um, she was more stressed out when she would try these things and it was more known that she's going to do this. And um, being able to see the difference between her changing a lifestyle and her dieting. And I think that's when it switched of like, oh, there's something more here. Oh, that's an interesting distinction because that's something that we talk a lot about on this radio show Mm -hmm. is finding your real life keto fit, like finding a lifestyle that will work for you going forward, not a fad diet, Mm -hmm. not just something you do to maybe lose 10 or 20 pounds, which, you know, if fat loss is your goal, that's okay to have those goals. Right. But we want to help people find a lifestyle that not only gets them to their goals, Mm -hmm. but sustains them. Because how many people out there listening, you know, you can raise Mm -hmm. your hand as you're listening. We won't see you, but we can feel you. How many of you have dieted before? maybe even hit your goals and then found those pounds like slowly creep back on or maybe even more than you'd lost. Right, exactly. Because when you say dieting, you're probably doing it Monday through Friday and then it's the weekend and you can have all, you know, you're eating Mexican and margaritas, all of those things. And then you go back to Monday and say, oh, I'm on a diet again. And then you say that over and over. And so you're not going to be able to break through that or maybe a wedding is coming up or whatever big event is coming up. Right, exactly. And you're like, oh, I need to lose weight for this. But then what happens after the event? Are you going to go back to all the old habits that you had? Like what new habits have you created? Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because as a gym instructor for the last 15 years, our busiest day is on Monday Mm -hmm. at every gym I've ever taught. And it's because, like you said, a lot of people tend to have more freedom on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they follow an eating plan during the week. And then they, quote unquote, have cheat days on the weekend. So everybody feels guilty about what they did over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so Monday, they're like, okay, I'm back on on track. I'm going to hit it hard in the gym. I'm back on my eating plan. And so that's true. A lot of people spend their whole lives kind of depriving themselves all week and then kind of blowing it all weekend. Right. Before I was a bank manager, I also worked at a bridal boutique. And so when I worked there, there were so many brides that would come in and say, oh, well, I'm going to lose 20 pounds before the wedding, so I need to go down two sizes. Every time, I'm just like, let's go with the size that fits you today because alterations is a thing, and we can see what happens because a lot of the times, they don't get into the dress because they never created a lifestyle change. It was always the crash and fad diets. Yeah, And, you know, like you get married and, and you did get to your goal weight, uh-huh. say you did. I mean, do you really not want to stay there? Right. You know, like, do you want to look back at your wedding pictures and be like, oh, I don't even look like the same person? Right, exactly. And also me being in the community with the keto sisters, 
um, I see a lot of people saying that I want to go back to their, you know, the pictures that they took on their wedding. I wish I was that size again. Like, it's funny because I can see both sides of it. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because like the way you and I both got started on this was by drinking ketones. Right. And sometimes when people ask me about ketones, they're like, yeah, I just want to do it. I just want to drink it until I lose weight. And I just want to, I'm like, that's fine. You can do whatever mm -hmm. you want. But unless you use ketones as a tool to change your lifestyle, mm -hmm. to change the way you feel your body, to change the way you move your body, when you stop using that tool, right. what, what do you think is going to happen? Right, it's kind of exactly. like brushing your teeth. I brush my teeth every morning. I have fresh breath. What would happen if I didn't brush it the next day? Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't last. Like you have to have those daily habits, like you said, mm -hmm. lifestyle habits to really get you to a sustained place right? where you're not just yo-yoing back and forth. Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out what's working because a lot of times we want um, microwave results. We're wanting something fast. We want something to happen now. But in reality, we didn't gain the weight overnight, so we're not going to lose it overnight. So it comes down to the game of like comparison when you're comparing yourself to another person of, well, that person lost 15 pounds, that person lost 10 pounds. Why can't I? When in reality, it's just keep going on your journey and you're going to eventually hit that. And it's creating those daily habits so you can see the small wins and the progress to hit those big goals that you have. All right. We got to take a little break here because, I mean, you just dropped a lot of gold. <laughs> I mean, you talked about... Um, this being a microwave society, yeah. you know, like, no, we didn't create our bad health overnight mm -hmm. for a lot of us. It was years or decades, maybe of fueling our body the wrong way of neglecting our sleep, neglecting self-care, um, dealing with stress, those types of things. We've been maybe not doing a great job for years mm -hmm. and we kind of just want to snap our fingers and have everything kind of be reset. Right. I always think of the bippity boppity boo. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. If we could only have a fairy godmother. So, I mean, I, I do think that's important to, for people to realize that we didn't get into this situation in our bodies. However old we are, right. it took us that many years to get into that, that state with our body. So, to give ourselves grace and patience mm -hmm. to make improvements. Right. Yeah. So, that was the first thing you said that I thought was awesome. And something else you said that I really loved is you talked about the comparison game. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge factor for so many of us. And I think with social media, it's mm -hmm. sort of worsened the problem. Right. Because everyone shows their best version, their quote unquote best versions of themselves. And like, that's just a false reality. So you look at all of these people and you're like, wow, their life is so perfect. Look at that. But really, uh, they're putting a filter on there and they know what their good angles are because I've been there. I'm like, this angle looks good. Nope. I'm going to take 14,000 pictures to find that good angle. But you don't know that I took 14,000 pictures to find that good angle. So you're just going to compare me to a filter I put on my picture. Right. So we're <laughs> comparing the totality of our lives mm -hmm. and knowing all of our mistakes right. and our, our flaws to the filtered social media side of other people's lives. Right. Exactly. Right. Because most people don't say, hey, here's where I really screwed up and post that on social media. Right. But hey, here's this fabulous vacation I took. And mm -hmm. here I am in a bathing suit. And you don't know that I didn't eat for two days and yeah. I'm holding it at a certain angle and getting mm -hmm. the lighting just right and putting a filter on and then maybe even doing editing. Exactly. Right. And so we're comparing ourselves to something that doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That comparison game, it's, it's a dangerous game. And I forget who said it, but somebody, maybe it was Eleanor Roosevelt, mm -hmm. said that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. If you're always looking at what somebody else is having, right, whether it's their success, whether it's their physical success, their financial success, their relationship success, 
like you aren't going to be grateful for your own. Right, exactly. And when you're looking at other people and there is people that share their success and you want to cheer them on, but you don't know what they went through to get their success because a lot of times it takes um, so many trial and error and pivoting so many times to get that success. But some people aren't willing to trial and error and pivot to get the success that the other person has as well. Yeah, that whole fairy godmothers <laughs> right. like, thing, right? We want it all. 